2: Fantasy fans, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm James Coe, joined alongside by my boys. The boys are back in town. M.G. Marcus Grant, what's up? what's going on man the man behind the glass the whiz kid from wisconsin alex gelhar
3: going on It's we're early this morning got some hot cups of coffee (laughs) ready to rock oh yeah
2: you better believe it i like it Um, and of course the hall of Fame. hey man it's been a while it has been a while
4: michael fabiano yeah man uh hey thanks for stepping down to the plebeians
2: (laughs) slumming
3: it (laughs) uh, slumming it with us over here you
4: guys don't know early by the way
3: (laughs) oh it's not that early so I, I hear two you. Two
4: o'clock in the morning is early. That yeah, I he- man, that's, I hear. that's the
3: night, Fabs. Good
4: to I'll be back. Yeah, when I wake up, it's still very dark outside. Anyways, we got a big time
2: show in front of us here. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, we talk about uh, you know doing all these different segments, but you know, we're just a couple of days away now, right? From uh, so from kickoff, it's it's amazing. Uh, we've got like a million head. I think. 40, uh, or uh, 45 minutes of this podcast are going to be spent on headlines.
3: Probably. Well, it was the big cuts weekend. Final rosters were set. A and lot of a lot of, of, a interesting lot of like ones. interesting players. Yeah. Some not like obviously no like crazy fantasy stars were cut or anything like that. But a lot of guys that have had a lot of discussion about, you know, this offseason have might be on a new team or found themselves looking for work. So I agree. And
4: yeah. The first guy that comes to mind is Jonas Gray, who we all thought could be a decent sleeper in week one because the Garrett Blunt suspended. Guess what? Who the heck is the Patriots running back now?
2: Deion Lewis? I don't know. (laughs) Deion Lewis. I
4: have no idea. Belichick doesn't tell us anything. He hates us.
2: So we've got headlines, of course, coming up here in just one second here. But we've got uh, our Thursday night uh, football kickoff preview as well. Steelers versus Patriots. We're going to do a complete game breakdown of that. Uh, If you play Daily Fantasy, this is going to help you out as well. Uh, We're going to do a whole whole lot of uh, conversation on that TNF game. Uh, We're going to hit our mailbag and then Daily Daps. Fabs, are you ready for Daily Daps, bud?
3: I'm, I'm ready.
4: ready. I'm ready for anything.
2: Peps, man. have you? Wait, have it's you been? Yeah, been he's yeah, he been a part of a he dap. Yeah, he has been part of. He has been a dap.
3: Okay,
4: that's right. Um, he was there he was early. actually. I
1: think he was dapped the, by association. Oh, that's right. That's I, I right. don't. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if
2: I have because been because you had to step out. To no, step because out. you had to
3: step out. Remember, you. Uh, he was dapped by association. Right. Right. I did your dap because you. That's right. You did my dap. Got called into something else. so I had to do your dap for you. There it is. It was wrestling related. I
4: believe. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Let's hit the top headlines.
2: The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news.
0: Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news. Because I'm a kid. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife.
2: All right, we start in Tennessee. David Cobb shed a tear. Alex Gilhar. David Cobb was placed on IR with a bad calf, which means he's out for the for at least the first eight games of the season. That means it's Bishop. Sankey time.
3: Gross. Or no. is it? Or uh, no. is it? No, no, it is well, not.
2: The team then immediately traded for Cleveland's Terrence West for a conditional seventh round pick uh, in twenty sixteen. That according to NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport. So that means it's Terrence West time.
3: Oh uh, well also No, no,
2: no. no. Because ESPN <laughs> is reporting that Tennessee is hosting recently cut Jonas Gray out of New England, and that meeting is happening
3: today. This just whole backfield is disgusting. (laughs) It's awful. Just gross.
2: It is awful beyond belief. If they end up signing Jonas Gray,
4: I don't think there's no one you can pick up there. Well, they still have Antonio Andrews there as well. They have Dexter McCluster there as well. So it would really be um, a mess, a further mess if they did sign Jonas Gray. But I don't think they're, as as running back needy as a couple of other teams around the league i mean the browns they they actually still need a running back after dealing West because right now all they have is Isaiah Crowell and, and Duke, Duke Johnson, Johnson and, and Duke got the concussion issues.
3: I heard they actually might I was seeing whispers that they might get back get Sean Drone back.
2: No. Yes. Stop it.
3: That's a real thing.
2: Stop it. <laughs> in September
3: of 2015. <laughs>
2: the most difficult name to spell, Sean Drone. It's too
3: many vowels in the middle of both. Sean Drone is what it looks like. <laughs> right.
2: I don't even does it even look like Sean
3: I mean yeah, it's like S H A U G H. No I think he's got a G <laughs> A G-H-N in there? I think in there? I, it does. I think he does I think he I know the drone's got a G am pretty somewhere. good at obscure NFL oh name spellings but you're right James Sean Drone is one where I have to I have to look it up every it time It
2: sounds simple as hell right It's going to be oh just Sean it's going to be S E A N Drone, or, D-R-O-N-E. At worst, yeah, or at worst or at
3: worst S H A W N Right but no
2: No no it's uh there's too many vowels
3: But anyways Sean. yeah this this backfield is like you're not going to, I mean, no, on. I'm not. T- I was the only one I was ever touching was Cobb, and I figured he was going to be a stash and he was going to have to come on later. But I've dropped right. him in several leagues now of course. because on IR, nobody's, it's not worth it now. It's not worth it. But yeah, keep, no. Keep him in mind for later, especially if this backfield of Jamokes, you know, struggles early on. Backfield of sadness is what this. Is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's say Jonas. Uh, can, can I throw
2: out a um, hypothetical here? Why uh, not? Uh, how about if Jonas Gray does not get signed? Does Terrence West, I mean, he at least becomes a very interesting player, no?
4: He's worth like a back-of-the-roster stash, potentially. That's what I'm saying. Because Bishop Sankey wasn't what we thought he could have been last year. Although, reports did say that he has had a pretty good training camp and maybe the light came on for him. We'll see what happens, but it's probably the worst running back situation in the entire league from a fantasy perspective because not one of their two guys atop the depth chart is worth even Rostering is more than an RB4. Yeah.
3: They're not even like exciting athletically or anything. Right like, like in Dallas, where you're like, oh man, Joey Randall, he's pretty fun to watch. Or like now they got Christian Michael. We'll get there, but like the this Tennessee backfield is just it's gross. I wish I had like a vomit sound drop because I would have played that. <laughs> when, like, you know that
4: what? You gotta <laughs> get I, one of thought... those from like family guy. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, where, like I, I, Peter and Brian. I feel like
1: the only good thing you... about David Cobb well, not the only good thing, but the biggest thing about him was his youth. The fact that yeah. he was so young and had so much upside, it was right. worth taking a shot on. Right. But I, I'm with I'm with Gelhar. I mean, I had him in a league. I I picked him up as kind of a, a late round stash. Sure. But- uh, as soon as I heard the
3: news, I yeah. I dropped him and got Stevie Johnson off the waiver wire. Har- Har- Harmon was laughing at me and at our, at our apartment as I was dropping David Cobb from all of my rosters. <laughs> that man is evil. Yes,
2: he is. He is evil. He's an he's an evil vindictive man. <laughs> Harmon is. Yes. You have oh, had a you've had a, a tough off season, Gelhar. What? David Cobb, Jordy Nelson, both of your
3: yeah, man crushes. Two, two, two of my boys. I mean, Jordy's on my team, on you know my the team that I follow in real life, and right. David Cobb was one of the guys I was most excited about coming into the league. So. We'll just have to wait. I'll I'll oh. I'll pick this train back up in like six weeks and be like everybody pick them back up <laughs> when Bishop Sankey is averaging two point three yards per carry and Terrence West is you know is falling Terrence over West? behind the line. So right. we'll we'll come back to it.
2: All right, we move on. Uh, speaking of committees in Dallas, the running back waters have been muddied even further now the team has traded for Kristen Michael out of Seattle. Our very own Michael Robinson, former Seahawk. Knows Kristen Michael very well. Called the former Texas A&M product a, quote, complete runner. And he's very confident Michael will take the number one job there in Dallas. How confident are you that Michael can be
4: a lead back in Dallas? I I love Mike Robb, but I'm going to respectfully disagree here. (laughs) Randall's the guy that I'm targeting. Uh, I have lost a little faith in him. I I thought he could break out this year. I still think he'll lead the Cowboys in backfield touches. Uh, but Dallas made this move, I think, more for debt purposes than anything else. But let's put it this way. Joe Randall hasn't exactly been the picture of health. He dealt with a few things during training camp. Darren McFadden is the poster child for injured players in the National Football League. So if the right scenarios fall into place, you could be looking at Christian Michael getting a shot to run behind arguably the best offensive line in the National Football League If you're in a league with 12 or more teams, I say he's a stash Uh, in 10 team leagues. uh, Maybe uh, not, maybe not so much. I don't think so. um, It's certainly a situation to watch. But keep this in mind, too. The Giants are the Cowboys opponent this week. They stink. Okay, their defense is not good. JPP is likely not going to play. So if one of the two Cowboy running backs, and I think it will be Randall, comes out and plays really well. Well, and then Christian Michaels' name is gonna be sort of pushed back uh back into the into the uh um the afterthought category for, from a fantasy standpoint. So we'll see what happens against the G Men and, and maybe Randall or McFadden will actually be able to distance themselves uh, in, in this race to see who's going to lead the Cowboys backfield in touches. Yeah, y'all,
1: y'all have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that, the, the, the Cowboy running back situation, it's the Patriots with a better offensive line. There's a whole bunch of guys oh, back a there who are right going to get all sorts of touches and carries. I said last week, I, I put this on Twitter, I had a gif. Good
2: analogy, brother.
1: I had a gif uh, when when it looked like the Cowboys might be making a deal for Monte Ball. It was a gif of Wiley Coyote running off a cliff, smacking into another I, I, cliff, I, I, and falling to the ground because that's what the the I thought. The source of our fallings. <laughs> right, that's (laughs) I thought that that was going to be what would happen when you have these three guys back there because all camp long, everybody that they've asked, whether it's the running backs coach, whether it was Jason Garrett, even Jerry Jones, keep... Just, Not even hinting, just saying this is going to be a committee Flat situation. Committee. And I, right. I thought that when it was just Randall and McFadden, these guys were probably going to you know, both get somewhere around 150 to 200 carries. Now you're getting Kristen Michael in there. Who yeah. knows that he picks up maybe 75 carries somewhere along the way. Just, hey, is Rise and Fire
3: still on the roster? I don't want this. Is Rise and Fire still Johnson still there? Is he? As far as I know. I, uh, I right. thought
4: I thought he got cut.
3: Oh didn't he? I have no clue. Or IR or something. I don't know. Right. Also, like, yeah, this is I've I picked Kristen Michael up in a couple, like, as a as a dart throw, but because he was he like arguably out of this group is the most talented one. I'd say he's, he's the most athletic. He's been he's been the subject of so much off season hype. He was a second round pick the year Joseph Randall was a fifth round pick. Like right. he was the guy that for years I think he think he's been on the making the leap list for around the NFL <laughs> co- colleagues like <laughs> every year that list has been around. Wasn't Cordell around there last year? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they had they had some swings and misses too. Uh, at that as they openly acknowledged, I feel Carson. like that was a universal swinging. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we all <laughs>
4: By the way, Gus Johnson is on the Cowboys practice squad. Right. Ah,
3: uh, right. Uh, is it fire but so uh I wish I had that I'll get that drop back in. Okay. we don't have it pl- we don't have the whole Gus Johnson soundboard plugged in as we did that episode. But How dare you? like that needs to be in all the time every podcast we just need Gus Johnson to be relevant uh, <laughs> in the NFL and then we can have it all right, fine uh but yeah, like this is just I don't know it's I, I was avoiding this backfield before, and I'm still avoiding it, but I, I took a couple dart throws at Chris <laughs> Michael. why not
2: you know, I agree I, I think he's uh he's I think he might have the most upside. Uh, Chris and Michael, but I will say this, man, I, you know, they signed him and I don't know why I feel more confident now um, putting my chips behind Darren McFadden because McFadden is that guy that's going to push that bile. He's the big burly. I,
3: it's, Is there, so. Was there something else in your coffee this morning, James?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like Signing makes you feel more confident
3: about, of all because, people, Darren
2: Yes, be, and let me explain why. Because, all right, lay it on us. Because Michael and Joe Randall seemingly fit a similar skill set, a similar role. They seem to be a, a more change of pace type back. Uh, um, A guy that's going to be able to catch a lot of uh, footballs out of the backfield. Look, I get it for week one. No, not the case. And and I've been preaching this all offseason long. Darren McFadden, he he's the long play, man. He's the long play. Uh, If you're going to take a Darren McFadden, you're not looking for dividends until at least week four or five. And and that's the only that's the only thing I'm talking about. I'm not saying he's going to come out the uh, gates gangbusters. I'm just saying. He could be an interesting guy, uh, you know, a month into the season. That's all I'm trying to say. Michael and uh, to me, Michael and Joe Randall seem to play a very similar style, um, and to me, that's kind of why in, I think Darren in that McFadden. they're
3: young and athletic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How about smallish guys that are not necessarily power? Chris Michael's
3: two hundred twenty pounds. He's not smallish. Uh, but the way that's he runs, uh, he
2: is a big boy, and that's why he was second round pick. But the way he runs, it's not. He's definitely not a power guy, I, and I think that's a big reason why he didn't fit in Seattle.
3: Might have been. I, th- I think he just struggled sometimes to pick up their, their, their scheme and things like that. And when you're running behind beast mode, it's not like you're going to get too many touches. <laughs> too many touches. I hear that.
2: Hey, you want to know a funny headline here? 2014 headline. This is from NFL.com. This is a real headline. All right. Maybe from
3: last year? This is from 2014.
2: Okay. Quote, Percy Harvin, Christian Michael, key to 2014 Seahawks. That's the headline.
3: Whoops. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's crazy. That is
4: That's insane.
3: There's a lot of headlines like that. Well, we're, you know we're pumping out so much content. I don't you know want to go, go back and look at some of our fantasy headlines from a couple weeks right, ago right. either. Right, Go
4: back into the history of sports and look at some old headlines that probably no, no. Are but I mean, laughable. This is, but this is at from this last point. year, though. Oh, I, I, I'm talking about. I mean, talking about from last year all the way back in well, time. I mean, I mean, what, what what were the headlines about Jamarcus Russell? Can't miss prospects let's, for the NFL.
1: Let's think about this, though. Because remember, like, this time last year, we were all worried that, you know, Marshawn Lynch was going to break down. Right. He had so many carries. Right. And it was it was really a battle. You know, Robert Turbin had been there, but everybody kept talking about Kristen Michael. Yeah. This guy from Texas a and I hear that. They really like him. Seattle's going to, you know, and then they'd get they, they they'd gotten Percy Harvin, and, and he'd missed most <laughs> of the year because of the injury, but came back and, you know, had the big plays in the Super Bowl. Right. And it was like, all right, this is it. Percy Harvin, Kristen Michael, the future is now, in <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> I, I do remember
4: all that. I think
2: they looked at the 40 times. Life comes at you fast it, in the NFL. It comes at man. you real fast. Oh,
4: Clearly man. those people forgot that wide receivers go to Seattle and statistically die. Oh, boy.
3: Well, uh, speaking so. of Seattle, is that a Yeah, speaking of it's a great segue? segue.
4: Yes,
2: absolutely. Fred Jackson has signed with Seattle. I just wanted to get the reaction here. Um, Fred Jackson, uh, you know, you talk about a guy who, who runs with power, r- runs with purpose. Uh, I love Fred Jackson for that. He's obviously getting very old. Uh, for a, a running NFL running back, does he have any value as a as a potential handcuff to Marshawn Lynch, sure. Marcus Grant? Uh, I mean, a little bit, but I, I
1: mean, Lynch is such a workhorse there, I and mean, maybe this is the year they start to you know, back off some of his touches. But I, you know, I, I wonder you know, what does this mean for Robert Turbin? You know, he's still there. There was a lot of talk in training camp about Thomas Rawls maybe coming in and, and earning himself a few carries here and there. So. I think if there's still I mean, there's still one running back in Seattle as far as I'm concerned. That's Marshawn Lynch. Anybody else? Maybe I pick him up off the waiver wire, but I'm not I don't know. I'm holding on. Well, remember, I mean,
4: Turbin's Turbin's going to get waived. So he he's not even going to be in the mix anymore because of that injury. Uh, so you're looking at the handcuff for a running back as great as he is, who's had more carries than any other running back in the National Football League over the last four years. And as much as I hope Lynch stays healthy because I have him in our NFL fantasy live league and uh, I I, I don't wish injuries on anyone. Um, I think Fred Jackson is probably one of the biggest handcuffs right now in fantasy. Sure. There was Davis and Fred Jackson certainly come to mind. He is up there.
3: Speaking of headlines, there was one on the interwebs this morning where Pete Carroll had said Fred Jackson's going to play a lot in their first game.
2: Like I said, I can see it because Fred Jackson is a guy that runs with purpose and power. And he and seems he's, to fit that scheme well. He's
3: smart and he's great out of the backfield. Like, Lynch was never a great, like, pass catcher. He caught, like, what, like 30-some balls last year? No, which, he
4: caught 45. Did dude? he really? It was crazy. Year? I don't know about that. I though? think he had
3: 30. Oh. I thought he was in the 30s, but still, like, that was an, an insane number for Lynch. But, he had uh,
4: 37. Uh,
3: ah, Jackson might be the guy that comes in and fills that third down role because he's so smart and he's such a good player for them, and that's a way for them to keep Lynch fresh. So, you know, they can give it to him on the goal line. You know, and so wait, would, you, they need would, to. would you guys have handcuffed Fred Jackson, LaShawn McCoy, and Buffalo? Uh, no. No,
2: but it's a, it's a different situation because in Buff. well, first of all, I just, again, I, I just absolutely hate uh, any – Grounded pound offense, not not a big fan. Uh, and that's what Seattle
4: is. But oh, why why wouldn't you have drafted Fred Jackson as a handcuff
3: to, McCoy? to McCoy because McCoy's got a hamstring. He's he would have been a obvious. Well, handcuff also the there. thing is in Buffalo they had Bryce Brown, they have Bobby Dixon, they have Carlos Williams. Like that was a murkier handcuff situation. But for Seattle to scoop him up and then talk about this, this this one's a little this has a little more clarity. In in Buffalo I would have rather gone with the youth and upside and like Carlos Williams. But here. It makes more sense. It's weird that they, they brought in a like thirty three year old. By the way, it's, it's to... funny. Ten
2: years later, this is the two thousand five Bills backfield.
3: Oh my god! Oh my god <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely correct. Holy cow! <laughs> oh, it's a blast from the past. Ten
4: years later, it's the same backfield. And if you guys remember, Lynch had that one really big year with Buffalo, and then he fell out of favor. In that fran- uh, in that franchise where they didn't use him, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to Seattle and becomes Marshawn is
3: now, right? Exactly, yeah. love it. All right, let's. Uh... been here the whole time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a
3: great. I, just, I gotta get that as a drop. I love that commercial that Xbox Next Gen Stats That's, one where Marshawn awesome. sneaks into the exactly. end. Exactly,
2: I've been here the whole time. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and they're a sponsor, so let's, yeah. let's get them in the show. Good man. for them. I like let's it. do it. All right, in New England, Reggie Wayne was a semi-surprising cut. Brandon LaFell on IR. What Pat's wide receiver can you trust? Julian Edelman played 14 games last year, had 92 catches, 972 yards, and four touchdowns. But he is a year removed from a 105-catch campaign, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, pretty good. Uh, I ask you this. Can he replicate those numbers, Alex Kilhar?
3: Edelman, uh, I mean, oh, all right, was this Amendola? Sorry, I was, I was Luke. Uh, um, uh Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. Uh, i I think so, but he's also injured. We got to see when what he gets on the field and what he's gonna do. Right, Edelman's
4: like, missed. Yeah, he's missed
3: he hasn't pra- he did not practiced in like three or four weeks now. Right. So, I love Edelman. He's a fantastic player, but like, it's got to be on the field to replicate those numbers. If he if he is healthy and make plays most of the year, yeah, I think I think he's gonna push for a hundred catches again and you know a thousand yards. He's he's the new Wes Welker in that offense, but. We got we got to see him on the well, field. Well, who the
4: heck is going to be catching passes on Thursday night if Edelman can't play? LaFell's,
3: Aaron Dobson. Well, this this is what's insane. <laughs> Danny, is that Amendola Danny Amendola is like the is healthiest there? wide receiver on the Patriots oh, roster right God. now. I mean,
4: they got, yeah, Marcus just mentioned Dobson. Dobson, uh, uh, Gronkowski will get targeted about seven hundred times in that game.
3: <laughs> right. I just I just saw two in my inbox. There was an article that the Steelers were like we're going to jam Gronkowski up. Like, okay, good luck with that. Have fun. <laughs> They're like, going to
2: jam him.
3: <laughs> that's, that's your plan. What? To no stop other Gronkowski?
4: defense has tried this.
3: Have before?
2: fun. No, I mean, but you're. Not not going to jam Gronk. No,
3: I know. That's why. It's I mean,
2: you could
4: bracket him. I mean, you're not going to jam know, him. You want to know what's interesting, though, about this game on Thursday night? And I, a... lo- I love Brady because uh, I think he's going to be motivated, and he has a really good track record. Motivated
3: is a nice way to put
4: it. But, <laughs> yes, uh, the starting running back is either going to be Deion Lewis or Brandon Bolden. Assuming uh, Edelman is out, their number uh, one wide receiver will be Danny Amendola. They'll have Aaron Dobson and, and Matthew Slater. Chris Harper or Matthew Slater uh, playing the slot.
3: You that watch, is, Matt Slater's going to be good. the man.
4: That is not good for New England. Wasn't he rivals with Zach Morris? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, it was
2: Zach Morris <laughs> and A.C. Uh, Slater, yeah. I think. I like uh, um, if only See, the I Patriots was more, more about Kelly receiver. Kapowski. Can, can I ask you this? Let me ask you this about Gronk. Look, I think we all figure Gronk is just going to get, I mean, heavy. He's going to get all of the targets. But. Is that a good thing? Because we got to remember, you know, a year ago, there were whispers that they were trying to ease up on Gronk so that he could stay healthy uh, the entire year. So they were, you know, purposely not trying to feature him in the offense quite as much. Now, as the season developed, obviously they went to him more, but because he was coming off of those gruesome injuries um, to his arms, you know, they were trying to ease him back in. Is this a good thing? I mean, you got to think at least early on it's going to be great. Gronk's going to be awesome. But I'm talking about for the season. Is this a good thing for Gronk?
1: Well, I think I think what what we're overlooking, what they can do, we'll see if they actually do it, is they do have Scott Chandler on that roster, who can yeah. be another pass catching tight end. A lot of two and tight ends they seven, can roll probably. a couple, you know, multiple tight ends, they can, you know I don't know that Chandler is that move tight end that they had when uh, old number eighty one was running around there and oh, Who is that? I don't say his name out guy? loud. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, you know, they can put Chandler on the field. They can run two tight ends. They can have that other pass catcher out there to maybe okay. alleviate some of the pressure off Gronk. Mm.
2: Scott Chandler, Mr. September. I feel like he's 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 always good for like three or four touchdowns. Yeah, he will, he will have body.
1: a he will have a two touchdown game sometime this season. Absolutely. <laughs> good luck figuring out when it comes. These it's going to sure be in September. Inflating. But
4: you know what? The real These Mr. Are September. Only
3: inflating. I I wanted to go live to Gronk. I don't don't think we need to worry.
4: (laughs) Martellus Bennett, 10 touchdowns in his last 12 games in September. He
3: is Mr. September. Ridiculous. There you
4: go. All right, an extremely surprising cut in Denver. As Monty Ball was let go,
2: the former second-round pick out of Wisconsin reportedly has some interest from Atlanta. That, according to the Denver Post, what do we make of uh, the news there? CJ Anderson forever.
1: Uh, that's what I make about that. And if he goes to Atlanta, then that just takes a situation and makes it even more. Yeah, boring. that's not going to help your boy,
3: Tevin Coleman. I, yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not
4: scared of Monty Ball, man. You know what, though? I, I will say this. And you guys know I love to look at the trends with the colleges. If – if uh, Melvin Gordon struggles this year, that Wisconsin running back. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> I was wondering how long it's going to take you to jump on that. Saying, I, was wondering, I,
4: I hope it doesn't happen. I was wondering how long it's going to take you to I jump on that Because I have him in one of my leagues. But, um, okay, we'll see. And yeah, plus,
2: I mean, hey, plus, Fabs, you've been you've been uh, hyping uh, Gordon I, a bit.
4: Sh- well, because of the opportunities that he's going to get in San Diego. It reminds me a lot of what happened when LaDainian Tomlinson left and Ryan Matthews was drafted out of Fresno State. Sure. So. Uh, and and the talent that that we saw from him in Wisconsin w- was unmistakable, and you probably know better than I do because I don't follow a lot of college football, uh, and I know you do. But he looked amazing. I don't like how things have started off for him. Let's just put it that way. I
2: would hear. I, I still
4: have faith, but I don't. I, I things the started start off better. A, there's no question about right, it. Right. Right. Uh, let's talk about that Atlanta backfield
2: though, Wiz. Uh, Devonte Freeman, Tevin Coleman. Mon, if 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 Monty Ball goes there, uh, how concerned are you?
3: Uh, very. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh. Devonta Freeman is still. They're they're taking it slow with his hamstring. Tevin Coleman's better. We saw him a little bit in the preseason. In that last week, he looked he looked pretty good. But um, he looked like Tevin Coleman.
2: He. I mean, it was he had like a couple carries where he got like negative two yards or whatever. It was. Yeah. and then he he broke off another one for like fifteen or sixteen yards. He, he, had the, he was Tevin. The, Coleman. He had that
3: nice twenty six yard run. But like, man, this is a backfield. I don't. In all my leagues, I don't have a ton of Devonta Freeman or Tevin Coleman, and I'm going to feel a lot better about that if they sign Monte Ball as well because, ugh, it's just, I don't know. I don't like any of it. Like I said, man, I'm not scared.
2: I'm not scared. Monty Ball gets, gets gets signed over there. I'm still going, I'm all in on Tevin Cole. I'm all in. Have fun with that. On te- how dare you? I mean, big people, mistake. <laughs> big, huge mistake.
1: People have been asking me about, you know, the Falcons running backs on Twitter. Which Do I like, Coleman or Freeman? Yeah. My response to pretty much everybody has been, do not want. I don't <laughs> want either of them. Like, there are a ton of other running backs out there I'd rather take a chance on than trying to figure out that mess. All right. Here yeah, it's we gross.
2: Let's talk, we've talked enough about running backs. Let's talk about wide receiver. Alan Robinson. Uh, reported with reportedly with Julius Thomas out, uh, could be an increased red zone target, uh, according to NFL.com. Um, your thoughts there? Uh, well, I know Allen Robinson is, uh, you know, again a, one of those picks uh, for fantasy hipster that they they just love them some Allen Robinson. But uh, Wiz, uh, what are your takes on that?
3: I I love it. I love Allen Robinson. I liked him before and uh I've him and Allen Hearns both got uh their stock rose with Julius Thomas being out. Alan Hearns has looked pretty Wash good in the preseason too. Uh he's just gotta stay healthy, Allen Hearn. Hearns? Yeah. I mean both the, the Allen's, yeah, they've both got to stay healthy. But um with with Thomas out, they they're gonna see a lot of targets. And I think they're both also like affordable in DFS games, so they're good options there. I'm I'm very excited about Allen Robinson and this makes total sense. He's a big physical guy. There were some like gifts coming out of practices where he was making insane catches, like right. on the boundaries in in the red zone and stuff. So he and Bortles have a rapport, and I think he's it's a great he's a great start. And the
4: matchup in Week One's pretty it's good against Carolina. Too. Yes,
3: so, exactly. Their they their cornerback and uh, safety depth has taken a hit. Are they still starting Roman Harper at
4: safety?
1: <laughs> I, I, like it's a good, wait, it's a wait, good wait, matchup. Oh wait, wait, you weren't joking about that? Were no, yeah, that's a, that's a right. real
3: thing they did last year. <laughs> Speaking of 2014 <laughs> headlines, Ugh.
2: 2014 headlines. Uh, no, okay. Let's talk uh, about St. Louis. Uh, Gurley's going to be out for Week One. Uh, Trey Mason is going to be a, a quote-unquote game time decision for Week One. Listen, they're playing Seattle.
4: Go get Benny Cunningham if nope. you can. If you're desperate, don't don't play <laughs> Benny Cunningham. Nope,
2: James. Just nope.
4: Said, wait, wait, well, okay, let me ask you a question. If you drafted Gurley, you don't have Mason, or you drafted Mason and you were expecting him to be your flex starter. Uh-huh. Isn't it worth picking up Cunningham just I'd rather I would rather play Brandon Bolden than play <laughs> Bunny,
2: Benny Why? Cunningham no idea. versus Seattle I,
4: no way versus Seattle you're going to play Benny Cunningham versus Seattle Seattle's defense on the road last year was a lot less formidable than it is in Seattle and if Benny Cunningham is the lead guy and Mason's out and Gurley's out and I know he's gonna get fifteen touches Ugh. as opposed to Brandon Bolden, who might get three because Belichick does what, Marcus?
1: He hates our he hates our fantasy Bellatrix.
4: Teams. He can't stand our fantasy. He hates team. all of us. I'd rather have a guy going up against the tougher defense where I know I'm gonna get some volume. Who knows what's going to happen with Brandon Bolden or Dion Lewis or uh, any of the White. other curtain jerkers? <laughs> as this, Rank this likes to say. This feels like an in I, that backfield.
2: This feels
1: like an Isaiah Pede game.
4: Oh,
1: is the he, mighty is, Isaiah is he,
3: Pede. Is he
1: on the roster. He's still on the roster. at least as of this moment, as Isaiah, we're doing this podcast. Around. He is still on the
2: roster. Right. Sorry, Isaiah Pede. And so, like family. I said, man, I, I'm I'm avoiding. Just just avoid. Just, uh, so I mean, some really? people, some
4: people can't. That's the thing. I and, know. That's what I'm saying. So pick up
2: Brandon Bolden. If
1: you're the Rams, are you are you kind of thinking twice about that St- uh, Zach Stacy trade?
2: You could have used Zach Stacy right about now. That's pretty funny. That's pretty. You could have used Zach Stacy right about now. I like that. All right, let's talk about the Packers. Uh, James Jones signs with the Packers. What does it mean for guys
4: like Ty Montgomery, Jeff Janis, maybe even a little Devonte Adams? Does this is, drop his stock a bit? I don't think so, no. to be quite honest with you. And, and I love Adams this weekend against the Bears uh, oh, in the last so three games. This is a nutty stat. In the last three games uh, that the Bears have played the Packers, the Packers wide receivers have averaged 313
3: yards and scored 12 touchdowns. Watch out. Do the math. I mean, that was largely because Jordy, nobody wanted to ever cover Jordy Nelson when the Bears <laughs> played the Packers. But the Bears have they're, the, oh, one they're, of the worst oh, yeah. defenses in the league. Oh, yeah. no, I I'm, mean, they're terrible the the Packers start all your Packers in yeah. week one. I mean that's that's like goes right. without saying they're a great right. offense, but like start all your Packers. Richard Rodgers start them. Yeah. it's gonna
2: be a wow. straight up bloodbath there uh, against Chicago. So, uh, but no, but let's talk about James Jones a bit. Uh, Adam Rank seems to, to, to believe that James Jones does have some value. He could be good. Uh, this is a quote out of his mouth that Adam Rank says uh, James Jones could be good for five or six touchdowns.
4: Oh,
3: yeah,
2: absolutely. Oh, this like, year? Like this absolutely. year? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, this absolutely. year, yes.
4: yes. Try, try picking true. which games he scores those
3: touchdowns in. Well, that's no,
2: but that's what I'm trying to say, though. It, it, you know, five or six touchdowns for James Jones, does that pretty much kill value for a guy like Ty Montgomery and Janis. Yeah, yeah, yeah you
3: know, it, it, hurts it hurts them a lot because I think I. I don't think they signed Jones without wanting him to come in and step into that third wide receiver role. He has a rapport with Rogers. They played together for years. Right. 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 And Rogers can trust him more than, and that seemed to be the issue, especially with Janice was that Rogers, they didn't have that trust yet. And he knew that Janice wasn't like as in sync with the offense and stuff. James Jones is going to know that offense. He's going to come back in Rogers. Like he's going to be able to do the back shoulder throws that Rogers loves that the other guy, the young kids aren't going to. So Especially in deeper leagues, Jones could have value as like a wide receiver. You know what's funny, but. too,
4: is that Jones was on our show a few years back when he had the 14 touchdowns, and he, he kind of uh, you know busted our stones a little bit and said, you guys never talk about me on the show, but he scored a lot of touchdowns.
3: Well, we're talking about you now. Now James.
4: we're talking about him, at least on the podcast, and um, who knows what happens during the regular season, but – I would say Jones is still not a draftable asset unless you're in a 12-team league or more.
2: All right, so there you go. All right, so we did about 14 headlines. A lot of headlines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do a full TNF uh, kickoff preview, shall we? Steelers versus Patriots, who to start, who to avoid. How about some daily fantasy tips? I, I like this as well. Patriots back, we'll start in the Patriots backfield. No, no no. LeGarrette Blunt, he's suspended. No Jonas Gray, he's cut. Brandon Bolden, James White, Travar's cadet,
3: or Travar's cadet, Dion Lewis. I, I like Deion Lewis this week. If you I picked him up in a bunch of deeper leagues, I think okay. I have him in our dynasty league and stuff. Especially if it's a PPR format, all right. He seems to be the guy that could inherit that Shane Vereen role. He caught a couple touchdowns in the preseason. He's looked good. Uh, so why Any, why not? Anybody
4: got a dartboard?
3: Yeah, well, so or, or, or that's a die. What, that's what you do. Yeah, it's 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 not good. The Patriots backfield, as Marcus said.
4: Can you believe it? We're clamoring it's, for garrett Blood to come back, it please. Is, <laughs>
3: it is ungood is
2: what's going on there. Here's the thing. The Steelers' defense is uh, suspect, to good. say the least. Uh, yeah. So and it's a big reason why, you know, the backfield and the wide receiver. It's like if you're playing Daily Fantasy, especially for that Thursday night Daily Fantasy League, I mean, there's got to be points here somewhere, right? Yeah, well, it's just a question of finding
1: where they are. Like, I know everybody's like kind of fired up about Deion Lewis right now, and thinking about him and hearing about him, the only name that comes to mind – Zach Sudfeld.
4: Remember, oh yeah! Number remember 44. a couple of years
1: ago, Zach Sutfeld Gronk was hurt. You weren't yep. sure if he was going to start the season, right. and they didn't know what they were going to do at tight end. And everybody's like, "Ooh, Zach Sutfeld, he could be the guy." And like Belichick is talking him up in practice about how they like how he's progressed. And everybody's like, "Ooh, Zach Sutfeld." And we were like, "Hey, Zach Sutfeld's a sleeper in week one." And that guy got exactly
2: <laughs> zero catches for zero yards. <laughs> that was the end of the legend of Zach Sutfeld. Um, the team did trade for Trevars Cadet, uh, from New Orleans. He did some good things there.
4: He's one of those pass catching backs but uh, he's the guy that no one's talked about james white seems to has uh, had a better training camp in preseason than he did he was sort of the pass catching option in that offense i think this running back situation is just one to avoid i mean unless bill belichick comes out and says i'm starting Dion lewis and he's gonna see 15k belichick's never gonna say no that. he's not he's never gonna say that so you're rolling the dice and, and honestly luck has a is at least a, a small part and sometimes a big part to do in sure. terms of winning and losing in fantasy sports, you would be lucky to pick the right guy I in think that backfield, and, and the right guy might just get a goal line look, score seven points Right. For
2: I, I think here's the thing. I, I agree with you. All of these guys we just named, Bolden, White, Cadet, Lewis, I, I don't know, uh, maybe if you if they're a deep league. Uh, you, you said it was a dynasty league stash? All right, so a dynasty league. I mean, a deep league stash. I get it, but I'm just talking about. I think in regular <laughs> leagues, yeah, none of these guys don't
3: don't race ra- out exactly. Like, but but I'm but I'm
2: saying teams. a daily fantasy though. Uh, a lot of thing. folks are going to play this Thursday especially daily like, fantasy.
3: Like a Dion Lewis is probably going to be, you know, he's going to be a tremendous value for you because I think Dion can, Lewis or Travar's up, Cadet. You can load up on stars elsewhere, but exactly. especially in like DraftKings, which gets a full point for PPR. Exactly. If Deion Lewis goes out and gets. Five catches, that's, you know, that's a, that's a solid value.
2: And so that, and I guess that's what we're trying to decipher. This is really for daily fantasy only. I, I think on Thursday, you know, Travar's cadet Dion Lewis, they, they do have some value, at least interesting upside potential mm-hmm. uh,
4: because they do catch a lot of uh, balls out of the back. A potential decent value for the Steelers in, in DFS is going to be Marcus Wheaton because yes. I think this is going to be a high-scoring yes. game. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, th- threw for 400 yards, four touchdowns in his last start against the Patriots. He's averaged over 300 yards passing with nine touchdowns in his last three games against them, 16 touchdown passes in seven career games against New England. It's got to go to somebody, and I know yeah. Antonio Brown's going to be in the mix without right. question, but Marcus Wheaton could end up being a guy who is a sneaky three flex starter slash DFS yeah. option because uh, he's going to be a value, and... We know Martavis Bryant's going to be out for four
1: games. Well, and you talk about running backs in this game. I mean, this is the reason you wouldn't handcuff D'Angelo Williams to Le'Veon Bell. You knew he was going to be gone for two games. You knew that he wasn't going to play in week one. This is why you went out and you got D'Angelo. Hopefully you went out and got D'Angelo Williams at some point in your draft. Take advantage of these two games, especially against this Patriots defense, which it just it looks like a shadow of the, the group we saw last year.
2: Right, and, and that's the thing about the Patriots D, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, Bill Belichick, defensive-minded coach, he's going to get these guys in shape. Look, when they didn't have stars in, in, in the defensive backfield, they struggled. Uh, they've got no more Revis. Uh, that's a big-time loss for them, a big-time loss for that
3: defense. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a, a hugely scoring game. We say this, and it's going to be 8 to 11, because go for a two-point. There's 13. also an interesting trend,
4: too, of like yeah. every other year on Thursday Night Football, the opener, there's been a scoreboard explosion, basically. Okay. And, and this and, is obviously and, an odd year, so uh, just another Yeah, wasn't well, it two trend. years
1: ago when Peyton threw his seven touchdowns yeah. uh,
4: against the Ravens yep. or
1: something
2: Ooh, like that? Yeah, yep. exactly. I like it. Uh, yeah, I like that Marcus Wheaton play, though, especially in Daily Fantasy.
3: I sure. Absolutely. And like, and, like we mentioned him earlier, Amendola, too. Probably, oh, very, yeah, probably. a great value, and with if Edelman doesn't play on uh,
2: DraftKings, you got to play three guys, right? Three wide receivers. Three wide receivers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I like it. All right. Good stuff. Uh, what's the quarterback you want to have in daily fantasy? Roethlisberger or Brady?
3: All of them. <laughs> they both <laughs> play terrible secondaries. Well, yeah. Oh,
4: I, I, listen uh, again. We think Brady's going to be motivated, but uh, he has got a, a history of, of just absolutely decimating the Steelers. Uh, he had 432 and four touchdowns in his last start against Pittsburgh. That was back in 2013. He's averaged 345 with 13 touchdowns and no picks in his last four games against them. Yeah. Uh, he's averaged 331 yards, 18 touchdowns and seven career games against them. Uh, listen, I like both players. I'm taking the guy that's playing on his home field. Yeah, go. for sure.
3: That that against that is Robinson. the one. They're they're both great plays if you have either of them okay. in regular season or or daily. But Brady is the man. Uh, I, I, am, am I the only one going Ben in this? One?
2: I, I think so. I kind of like Brady as well. I mean, I like Brady Steelers a lot. Steelers are just an absolute mess defensively.
1: Yeah, well, you just talked about how bad the Patriots. <laughs> there he is. You know, and he's got. How a, dare you use my own facts he's against me? Got they Antoni- have Super Bowl hero Malcolm Butler. Yay. <laughs> he can only cover one person at a time. I mean, they've got Antonio Brown. Yeah. They still have Martavis or uh, Marcus Wheaton yep. there. I mean, Heath Miller. Yeah, I know he's no Gronk, but he's still a respectable, viable, right. viable tight end. There, they can throw it to the Angela Williams out of the backfield. I mean. In terms of where his pass catchers are right now, they are ahead of where the Patriots
2: are. And I think, and I think too, isn't it? it wouldn't if you went with Big Ben? It's one of those situations where I feel like he's going to score a lot of points in the fourth quarter. Am I wrong in saying that? You know, I feel like the way the game's going to play out, Tom Brady and the Patriots, they they might even build up a nice big comfortable lead, and then the Steelers are going to have to come from behind. I think, uh, in my mind, you know, they've lost Marquise Pouncey on, on that offensive line. Uh, the, the defense is still a mess. They've got no um, – they're starting running back is gone. Le'Veon Bell. Man, it seems like it would be a nice, comfortable win uh, for the Patriots. But, again, in daily fantasy, i, I got to think Ben Roethlisberger is going to make some noise in the Hashtag point. garbage points still count. Yes, they do. I do like it. All right, how about the mailbag? Let's, Let's do the mailbag. Let's do the mail, mail. You got mail, baby! Whoa. T.J. Wells. Owen, Jet Wells, asks, Crowell or Ryan Matthews this week as an RB2? Also, he has Doug. As an RB2, that's got to
4: be a deep league. Wow. Well, he also has Doug Martin and Melvin Gordon. Oh, I'm going with those two. I don't even like Gordon's matchup. I think
3: it was his questions were Crowell or Matthews, and then I'm guessing a separate league, Martin or Gordon. All right. We'll go go there. Uh, Uh, So first, let's go Crowell
1: or Matthews. Crowell. I mean, he's... He is the right. number one guy there. I mean, he's going to get the bulk of the carries there. Right. Matthews is going to split best-case scenarios. So it's Crowell. I hate twice. the matchup.
4: The Jets' defense is nasty, but uh, or it, it looks nasty on paper. Yeah. <laughs> it might be nasty in week four, but right now I, I don't
2: know. Yeah, if they're it, missing
3: Sheldon Richardson right now. Right. So that's not going to help up front. But, yeah, it's got it's got to be Crowell this week. Yep.
4: All right. So the second question, Doug Martin or Melvin Gordon? Uh, Tennessee's defense was so bad against the run last year, and – the Chargers have a really tough matchup this week against Detroit. I know Indominus and Sue's not on that line anymore, but I'm going I'm going Doug Martin, believe it or not.
3: I'd go Doug as well because also, like, Melvin Gordon, we haven't seen a ton of a preseason. Nope. But he, like Fab said, it's the matchup, and Melvin Gordon's, like, for sure in a committee as well. He's going to come out on third downs for Danny Woodhead and in other situations. So I'm going to go with the guy that's looked great and has the easiest path path to a ton of touches, and that's Martin this week. Marcus Grant. Uh, I've been I've been driving the Doug Martin hype train for a while now. Yeah, so baby.
1: I, I'm definitely all about it. I just I, I think that you know what we saw. Yeah, that's right. And what we saw from Melvin Gordon in the preseason wasn't particularly exciting, so there's no reason to uh,
2: no. to you know get fired no, up about it. Up. All right, Jeff Sandoz asks. Oh, actually hit that sounder for
0: me. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen <laughs> up, Maggot. It's time for mail call.
2: What an apropos sound. Yes. <laughs> for Jeff Sandoz. That's that's
3: good. I like it. That worked out well. I didn't even realize. I just clicked. Oh, it I thought you dropped. did that on purpose. No, it's it's too. I early gave you for too that, much so. credit. Yeah. Okay. But I, no, I did do that on purpose. Oh, yeah, they all part of the plan. <laughs>
2: Jeff Sandoz asks, which of the following is the best flex for Week One? Marcus Wheaton, Steve Smith, Jarvis Landry, or Amir Abdullah. Woo. I'd like to know the
4: scoring system in that. Uh, I think we're pairing this down to Jarvis Landry or Amir Abdullah. Yes. It is. And I think so. Okay. The Redskins defense against wide receivers last year was bad. I mean, we only can really utilize what we had last year. It's not like the Redskins made a million changes to their, right. their defensive backfield. I mean, I like I like Abdullah uh, road game against the Chargers. Uh, Chargers defense better uh, at home than they are on the road. I'm going I'm going to go Landry here though. I, I I really like the connection that he's got going with Tannehill. and the Redskins defense uh, again last year against wide receivers was no bueno.
1: Uh, I I've been big on on the Dolphins offense yeah. in general this offseason. I I like Landry. I think I feel like he's being slept on in so many leagues. Not not in, in a, not in this room. I mean, everybody right. around here we're all about Jar- <laughs> <I love> Landry, <laughs> Jar- but Landry. <laughs> you know, outside of this room, I feel like he's being slept on and and the NFC East, if there's one thing that all those teams have in common, aside from the fact that they all hate each other, um, they all have really poor secondaries. Yeah, uh, and so I think anytime you have a quarterback and or a receiver going up against an NFC East team, I think you take that matchup.
3: Yeah, I'm. I guess we're unanimous. I was going to say Landry too. I love Abdullah and his talent. The, but the fact that Landry is is Tannehill's guy, and they're going against a a, a secondary that needs a lot of help, I think he's he's for sure the one you want to start out of that.
2: Whenever I answer these questions on Twitter, I always do I always do this. I, I would say Jarvis Landry is your safer play. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get the guaranteed looks. He's going to get the guaranteed yardage. He might even get into the end zone. Probably, actually, probably will against, he, he should, yeah. uh, against Washington. Um, I think Amir Abdullah is your upside play, though. I think Landry is your safe play. I think Amir Abdullah is your upside play. Amir Abdullah could just, I mean, break off an 80-yard touchdown run, and, and we would be not terribly surprised, yeah. I don't think.
3: we. He could also only get 10 carries. Exactly. Trying to preserve him. Right. So. He
2: could also get 10 carries for 50 yards and, and just be done. Um. So I think I think Amir Abdullah is definitely a riskier play. Higher upside. Jarvis Landry, safer. You probably go with him yep. uh, in week one. But you know what? If you like living dicey, go with Amir Abdullah. I like it.
3: All right. All right. Next, next
2: one. one. Message for you, son. At NJAD. Seven three one. Nicholas Davidson asks, Larry Fitz or Anquan Bolden? In week one, who should I start? It's the battle of ancient wide receivers.
4: The Cardinals have uh, a really, their wide receivers have a really good matchup this week. Uh, that, that could be a high-scoring game uh, against New Orleans. I just really like John Brown more than I like Fitzgerald. And Bolden's been a, a better fantasy player, let's be honest, for the last couple of years. Uh, so uh, I would go Bolden there. It, it's It's close. It's it's two guys, former teammates, who were both amazing fantasy players during their prime. Yeah. But I've got to go bold in there because I just like John Brown. If Michael Floyd can't play this week, then maybe I, I, I switch over to Fitzgerald. But other than
3: that, I don't think he's gonna play, going to play, though. Bolden. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't like, know. I mean, I, we, don't, we don't know, but, like, uh, he was only just catching passes, not right. even from a quarterback mm-hmm. on the sideline. So, right.
1: I think so, even if he does play, I still think Fitzgerald has a larger role at least for the first couple of weeks until he gets back, until Floyd gets back into playing shape. So I, I would lean toward Fitzgerald. Admittedly, I I may just be you know down on the Forty ers in general. Uh, <laughs> that might have something to do with it, but I think I would lean give the slight edge. Wait, to what, Fitzgerald, what's your favorite though. team? Uh, that yeah. would
2: be the San Francisco Forty
1: <laughs> As Alex Hillhart said, the victims of a football rapture. Yes, apparently. that. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's true.
3: Um, I'm I'm with Marcus. I'm going uh, Fitzgerald in on this one because. He also last year when Carson Palmer was the, the starter and actually what's crazy is Fitzgerald's younger than Bolden, by the way, by yes. two years. He's mm-hmm. he's thirty two, Bolden's thirty four. But when Carson Palmer was in the lineup last year, Fitzgerald still saw the most targets on that offense. So he's he's not that old. I mean, because his team has struggled and he hasn't put up his like fourteen hundred yards he did right. for like seven years in a row or whatever, that obscene run he went on. But Fitzgerald's going to get a lot of looks. He's still a phenomenal talent. And uh, like you said, Fabs, he's got a great matchup. So I think I go Fitzgerald in this one.
2: I think I might lean towards Larry Fitz.
3: Uh, that, was, that was a confident <laughs> play if <laughs> I've ever heard one. Uh,
2: <laughs> God, man, that's rough. That uh. is rough. And, and you know, and I've been saying this, man. You know, when you do these drafts, I've been just avoiding aging players because I don't want them to have to make these
4: calls. Well, they're both in the same boat, basically. I, I just both aging players. No,
2: no, I know. I'm just yeah. saying I, I avoid these situations entirely. I, I really, I, later in drafts,
4: 100% draft on upside. I would it's, say I, right.
1: I, I trust Fitzgerald's quarterback more than I trust Bolden's quarterback
4: right now. Yeah. All right. Well, like go. I said, if Floyd is out, things change for me. All we right. Don't, we don't know his status just yet. Next question.
0: You've got
2: mail. Mike Perdicone, Purdy26 Ask. Should I start Funches, Hearns, Janice, or Devontae Parker week one? I got a question. Uh Devontae Parker, is he I, I, I mean, don't, how healthy is he? Well I he played
3: in the their played a little bit season in their last preseason game. Yeah. game. So he's he is like back, I guess, but we don't know what that's gonna mean for the regular season yet.
2: I thought they were trying to take it slow, uh, with him considering all the foot ailments he's had.
3: I think they are. They they are, so I I mean I would I wouldn't start him.
1: Um I mean, of that group. Funchess is probably the one,
3: just because he seems to be the it's one by default. I'm he's like, not starting though. They announced that it's Ted Corey Brown and, and Corey Ted, Brown. Oh wait, I, I think I heard he's going back to uh, Philly. Thankfully, so yeah, man, logic, yeah, logic one out
1: because Corey kept dropping the ball. Yeah, like he's Philly, gotta... I think makes more catches. <laughs> uh,
3: I'm going Hearns of this group because Ooh. especially with Julius Thomas out, OK, Marquise Lee has is, hasn't been that great and has barely practiced with them. In uh, the Jacksonville offense, which should be better than people think, Bortles looked great in the preseason and not just like a, oh, he's playing vanilla preseason defenses. He was throwing with velocity and accuracy and placement. Uh, and Hearns caught a couple, I think, a couple touchdowns from him in the preseason. I would rather go with Hearns. Uh, I think he has the easiest path path to success and targets from from that group. I feel like we need a Duval Sounder. I, I've been I've been thinking Maybe about it too. Now that or now that know. I can get uh, <laughs> can get new drops in here, I will get a Duval.
1: Anytime one. we talk about a Jaguar, we just oh need a
3: Duval God. in there. So is
4: Funches, Hearns, and who else?
3: Janice and Devante Parker. Dear dear God. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean, I I guess I'd go Funches, but uh, again, get the dartboard out. Uh,
2: we saw Hearns uh, explode in week one last year. Remember that? Against uh-huh. the Eagles? Yep. Yeah.
4: Two touchdowns.
2: Two touchdowns. I think on like three catches, too.
3: Yeah, he had two deep ones, I think.
2: Oh, yeah, he had the Kevin Ogletree game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, But that's his M.O. Uh, even going back to his days uh, at the U, Miami, um, he was kind of a, a deep vertical guy and didn't get a whole lot of work. He also really struggled to stay healthy when he was in college as well. Um, if he stays healthy, he's an explosive athlete and a pretty darn good wide receiver. So I could see where you're going. I, you know, even the, even though that Funchess was not named a starter and even though I've bagged on him, uh, quite a bit on, on this podcast, yes, uh, last, last Friday, <laughs> the last time we were in this room, <laughs> um, I got to think he's going to see the field, uh, quite a bit, uh, in Carolina, Corey Brown and, and, uh, Ted Ginn don't necessarily do it for me. there i got to think Funchess is going to get a couple uh, red zone looks if they can get down there. Man, you know what? You convinced me, Gelhar. I'm going to say Hearns. Woo! Go Hearns. Do ball. <laughs> is it daily dap time? I think we yes. should dap it and then
3: uh, get on with our lives. All right, daily dap. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is
2: the Daps and hooks. Give me daps because
1: I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps
2: about daps. depths hooks. Daily Dap time. It's so beautiful too because we're gonna do this twice a week now. Getting
3: closer to daily. Still not daily, Quite but daily. Uh, but it's better, it's right? Better exactly. than once a week. Uh, by the way, but weekly uh, Daps just doesn't have a good ring. It doesn't. I mean, it's there's no
2: alliteration. I mean, you know, it's it's too long on the hashtag. It's it's no good. Yeah. Um. No, but I was gonna say, you know, for for the folks who might be listening for the very first time. Uh, we are going to twice a week here. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, you're basically going to see, we're basically going to be up here uh, to, to get you ready for waiver Wire and get you ready for uh, Sunday uh, kickoffs as well. So Tuesday and Fridays are going to be the times that you're going to be able to find the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. And, of course, go to NFL.com slash fantasy for all the latest news and advice. Sign up. It's not sign too late. up. It's not too late. Uh, still got a couple days before uh, kickoff there, so you still can sign up your league or yourself uh, for an individual team. Uh, a lot of great information. information. Information there on NFL.com slash fantasy. All right, so daily daps. I think I've stalled enough. Uh, Alex Kellar,
3: hit me with a daily dap. My daily dap is going to go out to coffee this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It had a bit later night than I thought, and uh, coffee is delicious, and it is uh, something we need a lot, especially as the season is gearing up and we're going to be grinding a lot of content and the podcast twice a week, so I'm dapping it to coffee. It's great. Marcus Grant.
1: Uh, I took you a page out of your book, James Coe, and I am dapping up uh, a new album that I uh, – Yeah, buddy. This week. Um, I, I don't know if anybody here is a fan of Alabama Shakes. Um, absolutely. absolutely. great band. Well, uh, Brittany Howard, who is the uh, – I guess the front person for Alabama Shakes. She can rock that moo-moo all day. And she just released an album under the name – now, I can't actually say the, the name of the the project. <laughs> out here. Said Thun, project. Thunder B. We'll okay. just leave it at that. Gotcha. Um, but – is that her nickname? I guess so. Uh, that's the name of that's the name of the project. She's you know working solo, I guess, and and that's the name of the album as well. She got some other local musicians that she just normally jams with in Nashville. She's good, and you know if you like if you like the Shakes, this is Brittany Howard actually just getting loose and doing what she wants to do. Okay, and it's incredible.
2: Absolutely um, it, 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 am I, gosh, she's got this crazy tattoo on her arm too. Yeah. I don't know
1: what it is, but it is. It's
2: something. Is that, it, is it the state of Alabama? That's it might on her be arm? actually. I yeah. don't know. She does her own thing, man. And you want to, if you want to know why, you know, she hasn't necessarily blown up because she is,
1: I mean, unbelievably and talented live. They do an incredible show. I saw exactly. them at the Palladium yes. a couple
2: years ago. Um, amazing. They are incredible. I know I dap a lot of hip hop, but I, I've, I've seen a lot of Alabama shakes. My wife loves Alabama shakes. Uh, and I got to say, man, she has an unbelievable boy The reason they haven't blown up, she's not really that video friendly. You eh, know what I mean? She's not your typical no. you know,
1: pop star, no. no. And it is, a, it is a tattoo of the state of Alabama. There you go. All right. yeah, I think baby. Fabs
3: keeps checking his phone. We got to get him to Sorry, bud. I got to get mean, out of here. My yeah. bad. He's go ahead, Fabs. Um, what are you dabbing?
4: So I went to St. Louis for Adam Wainwright's um, charity event. And I ended up taking my girlfriend and her five-year-old son with us. Okay. And I learned that my girlfriend knows when her son has to go to the bathroom more than he does.
2: Oh, nice. Wow.
1: He's on a schedule. Moms know that sort So,
4: I know. So, it's unbelievable. Like, she goes, Matthew, do you have to use the bathroom? No, I don't have to go. Matthew, you have to use the bathroom? No. Matthew, go to the bathroom. <laughs> and then, two seconds later, you Mom-o, know, you, you, you hear the stream like Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> For like, you know, two, you know, two minutes, I'm like, wow, this kid really had to go to the bathroom, and my girlfriend knew it, and he didn't, and he didn't. So that's it on that note. Dap to mom, to dap, mom powers. D- 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 to my Dab girlfriend, to Anna, mom, who knows when good her stuff. son has to. Uh, maybe that's something moms know. I, all right, you run out of here, pal. I'm going right,
2: to give my daily dap. you like this you, pal? As well. It's the YouTube good to have you back, video Pabs. of the week. Yeah, hey, good to be back, pal. Uh, YouTube video of the week, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Booker T grocery store fight we're bringing this back just youtube it it's it's silly it's ridiculous
3: it's fun it's
2: on the you know on the back end of the attitude era where it was kind of sort of starting to tie off stove cold steve austin booker t Grocery store fight, and it will lead you into a rabbit hole of various Stone Cold videos and various Booker T Just videos. Can't let
3: the listeners get out without sending them down some sort of, some rabbit, sort of hole rabbit hole. Exactly, YouTube, YouTube video of
2: the week. That, this stuff is so good, I love it. Um, God, I was gonna piggyback off of uh, off of Fab's daily daps too. Oh. Daily daps to my kid, Baby Co. We actually took her into the ocean for the very first time. Ooh, how did you do? uh We are probably never going to take her back ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, she loved it. She absolutely loved it. She was going bananas in the water. She was going crazy in there. The only thing is, we're bad parents. We were totally unprepared. Um, and, and she was running around in the sand, getting all over, all over her face and hair. And she didn't like that, but kept doing it for some reason. I don't know why. And... Here's the thing. She got sand all in the nether regions. Uh, As a dad, I'm not really used to this whole having a girl thing and the nether regions thing, and it's really awkward and uncomfortable. Anyways, we, we, we had to strip her down naked and just and hose her off uh, at the beach. <laughs> with, uh, and that's the thing. It's like you're at the beach. I feel bad for my kid. I'm like, you're completely butt naked. And we're hosing you down on one of these cold uh, uh, beach showers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like a very good parent. Well, she's
3: not (laughs) not going to remember that.
2: I know. I know. Baby, I just felt that. She's baby Coe
3: still. She's not even like toddler co. so <laughs> don't worry about it. But
2: uh, we did take her into the ocean for the very first time. Daily dap to her because she took it like a trooper. Good. Uh, nice. So there you go. Anyway, so that's going to do it for us, man. Hit that music. Let's get out of Let's here. get out of here. Remember, folks, we're going to be back Friday for the NFL Fantasy Live podcast for Alex Gelhart, M.G. Marcus Grant, and Michael Fabiano, who left. I'm James Coe. We're out of here.
0: Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night.
1: Mini-golf,
3: anyone?
0: It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places.
3: You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer, like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this.